Happy October 1st. So with the beginning of fall, we are also looking at the end of season one of the Daily Hive Mind. So I wanted to do a season one recap, uh, the pros, the cons, and some takeaways about the, the overall process, you know, the experience of recording a podcast using Voxer and Anchor, um, some things that, you know, obviously didn't go the way that I wanted them to, and what you can expect from season two. So uh, first of all, the pros. So I have loved doing a podcast again. Uh, I, you know, I really put it, I not so much put it off, but I waited uh, for a very long time, almost a full year, uh, before starting my second podcast, um, because I knew I didn't have the bandwidth for it. Uh, but I knew that I really wanted to do another podcast because I really, really enjoyed it the first time around. Um, and one of the things that I've gotten a lot of feedback around is that people are really inspired by the way that I did it. Uh, and so I just wanted to really quickly um, go over the process. If you are new to the Daily Hive Mind and you just um, maybe you missed the <laughs> some of the messaging around how I'm actually doing the podcast. So one of the things that I realized is that I did not have the time nor interest to be doing a bunch of phone interviews. Um, not so much because I don't enjoy them. I actually love getting on calls with people. Um, but I just, with with two young kids, um, no childcare right now. Um, you know, Mike, my co-founder uh, and husband, you know, we, we basically juggle the kids and that's by choice. Um, but with that setup, like I just don't have the the time, um, and my schedule really doesn't really fit for having a bunch of phone interviews. And I knew that I wanted to have a bingeable podcast. Like I really wanted it to be short episodes with frequent episodes. So originally, I was going to be releasing them on a daily schedule. And right at the end, uh, right before I launched season one. I made the decision uh, for a technical reason, um, but it also felt really good to just release them as they came in. Uh, and my goal with season two is to actually drop all of the episodes at once so that people can binge on their own time and desires. Uh, and so that has actually been tremendously successful. Um, I've gotten a ton of feedback around that, so I'll, I'll go into that next. But um, I knew that, you know, I could batch all of that, you know, I could have batch days where I do a bunch of calls uh, to do all those interviews. But as an introvert, like that was going to be really, really draining to me. And I always try and remember that what you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. And so if I am completely draining myself by doing a bunch of calls, um, then what is that going to keep me from being able to do for Member Vault um, as the CEO? And, you know, I handle all of like our emails and, um, you know, our marketing emails and all that stuff. So that was really going to take a lot of energy away from being able to do more scalable things for our audience. Um, and so when I was brainstorming, you know, all the things that I really wanted to do for my second podcast and what I wanted it to look like, one of the things I realized is I really enjoy Voxer, um, because I'm still able to do interviews and I'm still able to connect with people, but I can do it asynchronously. <laughs> I have, a, I have a hard time spelling it too, but it's exactly why I like Voxer because I can do it in between nap times. I can do it when I have a moment. I can do it when I'm cooking something. Um, and so it's, you know, or when I'm like out on the, walking with the stroller, like it's just, it's a lot more flexible than having a hard scheduled, you know, um, call on Zoom where you need to show up and, and look all glam, right? Not that I think I've ever showed up on a Zoom call all glam, <laughs> but there's always that like weight that I need to look 
quote unquote professional. Whereas, you know, right now I'm recording this um, from my bedroom wearing yoga pants and a cardigan and it's been a crazy morning with the kids. So um, that has been tremendously successful making that decision. I'm so happy with it. It's been so fun using Voxer. Uh, There are a few things I'm going to share in the cons list um, around using Voxer, but overall, if you are wanting to have a podcast, you're feeling like you can't do it because you don't have enough time. Um, this really hasn't, the, the actual recording of the podcast has not taken very much time. It's been really, really nice. And uh, I've had a lot of feedback from my guests that it was so easy to use Voxer. And the reason why um, I chose Voxer, because I know you can record, you can do guest interviews using Anchor. Um, and there's obviously other ways that you could do this. But the reason why I used Voxer is I knew that I was going to be talking to a lot of one-to-one service providers and coaches who are already using Voxer in their business with their clients. And so it was like, that's where they're already showing up. Like, let me make it really easy for them. Uh, And so I've gotten a tremendous amount of feedback from my guests. They were like, this is so fun. This was so easy. This was really great. Now, I've had a few things that have come up um, that I'm going to share in the cons from guests that, uh, you know, I make sure I'm going to make sure when I do my reach outs for season two that I cover um, and just the way that I structure it is is going to be tweaked a little bit because I've learned along the way. But overall, using Voxer and Anchor has been so easy. Um, I structured the format of the podcast where it is just one audio clip from me where I like send it on Voxer and I say, you know, the question. Uh, I send them a little bit of a recap in text so that they can have that pulled up while they're doing their reply audio. Uh, and so they can kind of, you know, stay focused because I want the podcast to be short. Uh, so I always tell them, you know, keep it, try and keep it under 10 minutes. And overall, like that has been very successful. We have a few episodes that are longer than I was shooting for, but, uh, they are chock full of goodness. So I was fine with that. Uh, there's not a lot of fluff. So, Um, this has been really, really great. If you want to see, and I actually did a screen share of like how I have it set up and everything. If you want to see exactly how I have my system done, um, you can actually go to membervault.co slash daily hive mind, um, and sign up for a swipe our system. And it has exactly like how I do everything. Um, I will keep that up to date as I change things. So if you basically want to steal this system and do your own podcast this way, uh, go for it. Like I would love to enable more people to do this because it has been really, really easy. So that is, you know, that's like the first thing I've loved doing it. I'm really happy with the system overall. Um, one of the things that I did, I was all about quick and dirty on this thing because I love doing a podcast for connecting with people, but, uh, I hear a lot of people that, you know, from a lot of people that do podcasts and they're like, oh my gosh, like it's not really the ROI that I thought I was going to get out of doing a podcast and I'm spending so much time and money, um, to, you know, to do the podcast cover, to do the intro and outro, to do the editing, you know, all of that stuff. My goal was to cut as much of that as possible because to me, the power of a podcast is through connecting with your guests. Uh, And so that was very much one of our big goals when we, when I, well, when I came up with this daily hive mind was that I really wanted to connect with both member vault users but that are successful and that I'm aware of, but also influencers that I maybe have not connected with um, to bring more awareness around the member vault uh, platform. And so that has been really great and that is going to continue to be really great. And then obviously um, people hearing your voice, it connects them so much faster and deeper than just reading a blog post or something of that sort. So um, those were my main reasons for doing the podcast, not 
to monetize it through ads or like, you know, have a tremendous amount of lead generation through it. It was more and it continues to be more a relationship builder. And so I don't want to spend a ton of money on editing and covers and all that stuff, right? So uh, I don't, (laughs) as of right now, I don't have any editing. I just take it straight from Voxer, upload it straight to um, to anchor. And then that's that. I do think that there could be minimal like sound balancing that some of the episodes, I think the sound is a little like my audio is a little loud and then the guest is a little bit quieter or vice versa. Um, so that could be smoothed out a little bit. And so potentially maybe I'll have someone like from Fiverr or something like that, like clean up the episodes, but again, there's not going to be a ton of editing because there's again, just two audio clips for the most part. Um, so that has been really great. As part of that, I did not have the cover professionally designed. I literally went to creative market. I found a brain, um, vector icon that I really liked. I paid for it. Uh, you know, I got the, the license for it. I went to Canva and I made a podcast cover. Now, did I think that it was good enough? No, I am incredibly hard on myself. I'm incredibly, I'm a total perfectionist, uh, but I shared it with a few people whose opinion I respect and they were like, oh, this looks really good. But, you know, I will say like when I, when I put it, I was like, like, it's not really like the fancy cover that I would have liked, but it's following that quick and dirty, like good enough, um, and perfect action, philosophy that I really try to embody and project and help people um, be inspired by and and do in their own lives. And it's funny, I actually got several compliments from people that are considering doing podcasts that were like, oh, who did your cover? Like, I want to hire them. So just to say, I just want to share that because I personally did not think it was good enough. I thought it looked okay, but it looked a little hacky. But I was like, you know what, we're just going to throw it up. I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy doing the podcast yet. So let's just, I can always go back and do a new cover or a refined cover and pay someone to do it. And then turns out like quite a few people actually thought that I already paid someone to do it. So um, imperfect action all the way. If that's where you're getting hung up, like don't put so much weight there. So um, I also, so I, I love feedback and I love asking people questions but I, I will say that I do have somewhat of a thin skin that I'm, I'm still working on. But I also recognize that um, one of the, I think, meanest places on the internet is online reviews. And so I am just going to share that I don't go to iTunes. I don't look at my reviews. I actually have a mic, my husband and co-founder of Memberbot. Like I have him go and look because he can filter it for me. And I've, I've, that idea came from so many successful entrepreneurs and, you know, um, movie stars and people that are in the, the public spotlight, um, I've seen over and over that they don't read their reviews. And so I was like, you know what, that's genius. You don't have to read the reviews, right? Like I still kind of want to know, I want to know the filtered response. Like I want someone to read the reviews, but I don't have to be the person to do that. So here's me saying, if you also have somewhat of a thin skin and you find yourself reading comments or reviews and having it just totally take all the wind out of your sails, like here's your permission to not read the reviews. I'm so glad that I don't read the iTunes reviews. I have Mike look at them. Um, and I do, he said overall, like so far the, the reviews are super, super positive. People love it, but there, there was one 
where the feedback was the audio was not high enough quality. Well, to me, that was great feedback because, and, and I don't know how they said it, because again, I didn't read it and Mike filtered it. So he basically just said the audio could have been better. Um, but I knew that when I did, when I decided to use Voxer, I was like, this is not going to be the crisp, beautiful audio that a lot of people feel like they have to do for a podcast where they have like a really expensive microphone and they have like this whole audio setup and, um, you know, they're really trying to make their audio quality like perfect. Uh, I knew I was letting go of that. And to me, it was fine because I personally like listening to Voxers. Like I wanted the podcast to have, I didn't, I don't mind the audio quality on Voxers. So why would I mind it if I'm listening to a podcast? Um, that's really not the thing that matters the most to me as a consumer. So that was sort of my like thought experiment is let's keep this casual and yes, the audio could be better, but that's not the biggest thing. Like the biggest thing is that the format is really good and that the guests have really great insights and that it's fun and it's short and it's bingeable and all of those things um, people have been raving about. So to me, even though I did get a ding on the reviews for the audio quality, that was to be expected because I knew that it was going to annoy some people. Um and, and for those people, if that's you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that was just, that was the cost of doing it like this. So as far as the cons, um, some people, so overall using Voxer has been fantastic. I was able to batch record when I had, I would block out some of my mornings and I would just go and do, um, a bunch of guest reach out audios. And like, I'd already, you know, gotten their, their go ahead that they wanted to be on the podcast and I gotten their Voxer handle and all that good stuff. And so, and I already knew what I wanted to talk about with them. And so I would just go and I would just do like five to eight, um, audio reach outs. And then they, and I would tell them like, you know, you don't have to get it back to me today. Like you can get it back to me within the week and that's fantastic. Don't worry about it. Um, and for the most part, people either like, within, I would say 48 hours, got their audio back. Some people, I think the average took about a week. So there was quite a bit of lag time, but I, I wanted that. Like I wanted my guests to feel like they had the space to be able to be on the podcast and not have to worry about scheduling and not have to worry about um, fitting it into a really jam-packed day. So that was accomplished, but some people uh, took a really, really long time. And in fact, several people uh, that I reached out to at the beginning of the recording process, like still haven't gotten me their audio and that's fine. They, you know, they all have really busy lives and some of the people are moving and, um, you know, I'm totally have no negative feelings around that, but it does, you know, if you are really focused on a specific lineup and you really want to have certain episodes go live before other ones, like that could be a challenge with this Voxer, uh, method of recording a podcast because you don't have control over when they send their audio back. Um, and I mean, you could give them deadlines and all that good stuff, but I do think that, you know, it does, it lends that like casual feel to the podcast recording process, which is great. And that's what I wanted. But the negative is that for some people, there wasn't the urgency to get those, those audios back to me. Um, and like I said, like there's still some people that haven't um, haven't gotten their audio back and we've been in touch and, you know, and I totally get that they're really busy. Um, but unfortunately, like it's a bit of a bummer for me because I really wanted them in season one, but so they'll be in season two when they get me their audio. So just be aware of that, you know, when you don't do it as a scheduled call, like you are going to have, especially people that are 
really, really busy or have like a lot of transitions happening in their life, like you probably are going to fall on the back burner and you're going to have to be more aggressive about following up with them. Um, and the, the other thing is that, um, in the cons aisle is that the audio quality, like I said, isn't as good as a normal podcast setup. Um, one of the things that I am testing actually with this recording is with all of my other audio recordings I did in my AirPods. Um, but I am going to try just recording directly into the phone because I think that that records better and more clear. So that's something that I'm going to test. So I do think that there's things that I can do to make the audio like as good as possible using Voxer. And I think that some of my guests, so in general, most of my guests like did all of their reply audios in just like one take, but I did have a few people that like broke it up quite a bit. Uh, And I think that they, you know, they were trying to make it as good as possible and they had like back, like background noise, dogs barking or whatever. And I think that that perfectionism where when you're doing a podcast interview um, using Zoom or whatever it is, like you're doing a live call with someone in general, like you can't pause that so much. Like you usually just sort of deal with it. And then maybe in post editing, you try and like take it out. But overall, it's like you just deal with it. Like, uh, sorry, like, sorry, there's a lot of background noise, right? Um, But when they are using Voxer, there is that tendency to try and make it perfect. And so um, that did cause like a few issues with a few of my guests where it's like they had like six audio clips that they sent me and the transitions were a little bit more awkward. Um, So you can go back and listen to season one to try and figure out who it was, but I'm not going to name names. Um, And I think that, you know, it's totally fine. They're trying to make it as good as possible. Like that's that's not a, a negative, but it did make the voxer to anchor process a little bit more challenging in the sense that like the transitions weren't as easy and if I was editing and I had a podcast editor they would be able to make it smoother but I'm really trying not to do that so that was something that I noticed uh which is just you know giving you all the transparent feedback uh so the biggest thing for me as a perfectionist and as someone that um plans ahead and likes to to keep to what I've um, promised and all that good stuff is that emails never went out for season one. Uh, and I don't, I didn't really optimize on social media. So each episode got one social media post that went out on Instagram and Facebook, but like no quote posts, like nothing digging deeper. Um, you know, every episode has a transcript. They all have pod, um, have blog posts. So that all happened, like basically the bare minimum happened because um, the goal was to bring on a Gen M intern, which is, um, you know, it's a business platform where you can find marketing interns. And so I really wanted to hire a Gen M intern, actually hired someone to help me find the person. Uh, they did their best, but we just ran into constant headaches. And so even though we, we had a really clear goal in mind, we had like really clear, like hiring protocol. Like we, we gave ourselves over a month to find this person. We didn't. And so that was incredibly frustrating. Um, and so I ended up not get having anyone to help me with season one. So I did it all by myself in a very jam-packed schedule. And so I did not, I had to just let go of a few things. So I didn't do the emails and I, uh, you know, I didn't do multiple social media posts. So the growth of the podcast, um, 
was not as exponential <laughs> as I would have hoped. Um, and I, I'm sure that there's people that didn't, don't even really fully know that the podcast exists from our audience just because we never sent out any emails. Um, but overall I'm really happy with my, so that's a negative, um, just life, right? So even if you have best laid plans, like sometimes things aren't going to go the way that you want. And Gen M just has not worked for us. And I, I have actually seen, that that is true for a lot of people. And so I'm actually going to stop recommending them because I think it's, even though maybe if you put in the time, although we did, uh, you know, maybe you can get lucky and find someone, but I think overall it's just not, the idea is great, but it's just not great in execution. You would spend less time and money hiring a trained VA than, um, trying to find the, the needle in the haystack, um, on the Gen M site. So that was a lesson learned kind of con, um, where I just, you know, unfortunately it did not go as planned. Um, so that's that. As far as the takeaways, love the overall setup of the podcast, love using Voxer and Anchor. It has been so easy. Um, so many great interviews with tons of nuggets of wisdom, lots of great feedback from listeners um, where people are just like binging all the episodes at once. I had people saying that they took me on their commute, that they took me when they were walking or, you know, doing their walks, when they were cleaning their kitchen, um, you know, that they loved it. And so one of the the takeaways on that is so many people did say that they binge, like almost I think everyone that I had feedback from said that they listened to more than one episode at once. And so one of the things was to add a transition sound at the end of the episodes to help break it up for that binging so that it was really clear like when one episode ended and the next one started. So Anchor made that really easy. They actually have a library of transition noises. So I just added one that I thought was like in keeping with the audio brand of Daily Hive Mind. Uh, so that was really easy. Um, and I, you know, I think that that's working well, but I have to get more feedback around that. But that was like one of those little side note things like, hey, I'm binging this so much, like I need to have a clear transition since there's no intro or outro. Um, and the feedback was that they, most people really liked that there was no intro or outro. Like they liked that there was not a bunch of stuff to listen to. It just goes right into it. Uh, and that was my goal when I was brainstorming the podcast podcast is to just make it feel like a casual conversation. So I'm really excited to, um, to hire a VA. So that's something, so Gen M's not working. I definitely want to keep doing the podcast. Um, but I know that there's a lot more that I can be doing in terms of repurposing episodes, um, into different kinds of content and just making the most out of the time that I'm spending. Uh, and so I'm actually in the process of hiring uh, a VA and they are going to be doing other things uh, on the team that we need help with like customer service and, um, you know, just uh, all kinds of growth activities. So I'm really excited about that. And we actually um, are hiring from inside of our community. And I used a member vault uh, to actually get those applications. So I will be adding the how we how we used member vault to get 74 applications. And most of them were really amazing fits uh, in less than a week and how I'm sorting them, how I'm actually doing the hiring process, because I'm actually doing a stage two where we've chosen three people that we really like um, and they're going to have a paid project to just see how they fit with our company and they're going to be working with everyone and 
just seeing like how they actually are in practice. Uh, so I'll be sharing all of that stuff inside of the Swipe Our System podcast freebie that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Uh, and so again, you can get that at membervault.co forward slash daily hive mind. Uh, I don't have it written up yet, but I will be writing it up once we close out our stage two uh, process just so I can include as much feedback as possible about how it all worked. Um, and so I think that worked really well. Like that's been really, really great so far. So uh, I'm really excited about having someone to help me just improve the podcast, improve how people can consume it and all that stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about season two. Uh, and then lastly, um, I am very aware I'm focused on having a much more diverse and inclusive lineup for season two. So I really wanted that for season one and for various reasons, it just didn't, it didn't happen. Um, it wasn't as inclusive as I really wanted it to be, which isn't to say that I don't love the people that I have on, had on, like I, love all of the interviews. I think they are all super valuable, but I just, it's so important to me that Memorable and this podcast highlight that people of all backgrounds can be successful in business. Um, and I feel, you know, I definitely fell short there with season one. So, uh, season two, like I really want to make sure that we are representing different nationalities, uh, you know, ethnicities, sexual orientations, gender identities, ages, lifestyles, like everything. Like I want people to feel like um, they are seen and appreciated and that they they can also be successful in business. Like you don't have to be a white woman or male um, that is like what late 20s early 30s with middling hair no tattoos like no piercing like you don't have to be that person uh to be successful like you can look so many different ways and be so many different ways um to and 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 be successful being yourself so i really want both the podcast and everything that we do in member vault to always show that uh and so that's that's something that i just um i recognize that season one fell short of that and I am just really, really putting a lot of thought and energy um, into expanding my own reality and my own like perception of my reality and uh, educating myself. And I just want, I really want us to, um, to be at the forefront of, of that. And so uh, I know like American Eagle um, or Airy, I don't think, I think that's how you say it, Airy, their brand um, has just done such a fantastic job. Like I love seeing older women like with gray hair wearing bikinis. Like, you know, it's just so, it's body positivity, but it's also just, I feel like they, they do a really great job of showing so many different realities um, that, everyone can feel like they, they see someone that looks like them or, you know, that they can connect with in some way. So that's really important to me going to continue trying to, um, you know, build out our, our platform and also the podcast to represent that. So that's those one of like, it's a serious note, but it's just something that I think is very, very important to talk about. So, uh, season two will drop on November 1st. Um, It'll be at least 20 episodes, but probably closer to 30 because I have so many great people to interview. Uh, so lots of binging goodness there. I'm also tinkering with how I want to handle the emails for season two. I'm not sure that I'm going to do daily emails just because so many people that are podcast listeners are also member vault users. And I don't want 
to overwhelm people because they're getting daily podcasts, uh, emails, but they're also getting emails from member vault for various reasons. So still kind of playing around with like how I want that to work. Um, if you have someone that you want to recommend, including yourself, please email me at Aaron at membervault.co. I'd love to hear why you think that you should be on the daily hive mind. Um, although just be aware that I already have pretty much like 30 people in my list to reach out to for season two. So I'm going to be pretty ruthless about fit. Um, so either you'll end up in season three or, um, or we'll just have more than 30 episodes for season two. So we'll see how that plays out. But overall, really happy with the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, so November 1st is when more episodes will be coming out. And I am so glad that you are here for the, the journey.